Hey guys, and welcome back to Tina Rubich Girl the Hooligan. How's it been? How's it going? I hope you guys are doing all right out there. If you hear a little clicky clacky, don't worry about it. That's just me doing um, work related things, I guess you could say. Anyways, um, <sighs> how do I say this? So I've been gone for a little bit, a little bit here and there. Um, kind of had to be actually because uh, some things went on in my own personal life, and then again, the holidays are coming around the corner. That means the weekends are spent <sighs> spending money I don't have on gifts of people who don't really like me. So, um, yeah, fun facts. Kind of why I don't really love the holiday season too much, but I'm starting to like it a little bit more, and that has been definitely a change. So, life goes on, regardless of how I might feel, or might be going on in my life. My holiday depression hasn't hit the way it normally does, which I'm extremely thankful for. I honestly think that this has shown the most improvement in my life, and it's me, like, being able to handle the holidays as they come around. Um, but yeah, I, I'm looking forward to changes for next year. Um, and I really want to start working on like my own goals and stuff like that. I've completed some of my goals this year. Um, there's still a lot that I didn't actually finish doing, but it's okay because you know what? All in all, I'm, I'm okay with myself. I just want to change my situation now. And I feel like that's a message that rings deep for a lot of people. Some people, if you're not there, it's okay. You'll get there eventually. But sometimes you have to learn how to love yourself first and then fix the life that's around you. Um, you know, life is what we make of it. Or sometimes just the opportunities that we were handed. So it is what it is in one way or another. <laughs> that's such a long rant. <laughs> but anyways. I did take a little while off. And in that time, I was able to kind of, like, really just, A, find out how much I actually like cleaning. Holy shit. You don't really know how much you like cleaning until you're home alone and you don't have to worry about, like, work the next day or you have to do this task or that task. And I really like fixing my life up. I like fixing my little place up. It makes me so happy. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Alice gave me a chance to read. And so I ended up picking up this little manhwa. It was just honestly on a random whim. Like I didn't even think too hard about it. <laughs> but I actually really enjoyed it. So I'm going to kind of give you guys a little summary if you guys want to join me on reading it. Because it's only on chapter like 50, which sounds a lot, but it's, it's a manhwa. So they tend to go on for like 200, sometimes 100 something chapters. So, and the chapters are relatively short. So yeah, and this thing is called For My Abandoned Love, or For My Direct Favorites, or For My Direct Beloved, aka For My Forsaken Love, but I just call it For My Abandoned Love. I don't know why they give things like 800 titles. Oh, they're up to chapter 63 now. Woo! Okay. So, we start off with our main character, and her name is Hestia. 
Hestia is a reincarnated woman who was really obsessed with reading this like romance novel fantasy situation where there's these two guys one of them named Kleros and the other one named uh I forgot the king the king's son or whatever and they were both in love with this girl named Diana who was like a commoner but she was born with like powers because her heart was so pure and blah 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 so yeah she was obsessed with reading it and she didn't like how it ended and so after her like i think it's like fifth time rereading it she falls asleep and she wakes up as this character named hestia who is like kind of like a third-rate character she doesn't get mentioned much she has a little bit of money here and there but nothing crazy And the first time she's there, she kind of just watches everything unfold. And she stays there for like a year in the book, right? Nobody knows how much time has passed outside. But um, she gets to watch the things that happen after the book. And so apparently Diana ended up marrying the prince. And ended up leaving Serlios, the Marquise. The one who actually discovered her and actually helped her along the first time. To basically... Um, shoulder the blame for making a very hard decision that had to be done which included um, murdering like a family of some sort so she was just like really like I can't condone this action blah 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 blah. but that's after she had benefited highly from this person from the Marquise Um, and yeah so Hestia watches the Marquise Carlos Carlos Carl Russ, Carl Russ. Well, you know, I'm gonna call him Carlos. Um, so she benefits from Carlos a lot, and Carlos is like this beautiful, silver-haired, like blue-eyed, gorgeous, stoic, depressed man, because he just lost the love of his life. And Hestia, in the first year, becomes quite poor after the events of the movie. And she ends up having to move to this little house in the woods. She can't afford the dresses and the fake title that she bought to like be around them basically wasn't enough to sustain her life. So yeah, she basically like finds herself impoverished and she hears all the news that's going on around her because of course she's still surrounded by other people when she goes out to the market and stuff like that to buy herself a little things and she hears how the poor marquise is attempting suicide and this is like not the first time he's done it a couple times and his mental state has really taken a turn for the worse it's going from bad to worse for him and she ends up finding him when she was like already tired of living and she was just kind of wanted to wake up she's like i'm tired of being in this novel i'm tired of the lifestyle i live this is like it was like a punishment to me like I just want to go home. I want to go lay in my bed. Like, I don't want to do this. But unfortunately for her, that's not how life works. So, well, one day she's like in the woods crying, having a breakdown, talking about I don't want to live anymore. She ends up finding the Marquise, who seems to be running away from somebody. So she invites him over to her house to kind of like get away because she knows, hey, my house is really hidden. It's in the middle of nowhere. You can come to me. And so she invites him in and he sends her to go get him like some food or something, some fruits or something. So she goes out and she tells him, hey, you know, wait a second, I'll be back. But one time she's back, he has ended his own life. 
and she feels very guilty and she tries to go to the church but the church won't let her in like that because she's not wealthy so she like prays and it's like please like if there's a god in this world like help me help him i just want to help him like i want him to be happy like this is not how things should end so not to tell things should work out for him he never deserved it so through some weird situationshipness, she ends up going back in time to the moment where things start going wrong for him which is when diana ends up marrying the prince so seeing this as like a second opportunity she goes and she tries to prevent the first suicide attempt from the marquise and you know she kind of makes a come up a come up a come up it's no um a, she was a chaos anyway she's, she's a whole chaos lady she runs in there chaotically but she ends up saving him from her first attempt um and then basically offers herself to be his wife which everyone's like, bruh. Especially his butler is like, whoa, what the fuck? But um, he kind of does agree. And so the butler is like, what the fuck is happening here? So he kind of pulls her aside and it's like interrogating her. Like, who the fuck are you? And she's like, hey, you know, I'm a Marquise myself. Like, I don't have much money. I'm not for much wealth. Because I was quote unquote adopted. She's making a whole backstory for herself. Um, <laughs> to justify why she's there. Who the fuck she is. And where, I, where the fuck the like the duchess title came from anyways um and she's like i have the ability to the future everyone kind of he kind of doubts it but he's like you did actually save him and you came in here like a hot mess and a half fine let's just say that i believe you but even if that's the case you're gonna sign the illest prenup ever and she's like no problem because she's like i'm here to help i don't want what i see gonna happen to him to happen to him by the way, she can only see up to two years because that's how long it was that she got to see, like, after the ending of the original book. So, um, <laughs> so she is now married to this man who seems a little, he's a little still lovesick over Diana because, of course, now it's fresh again. Like, this has just happened to him. He is displaced his mind is everywhere and he's going through this hardcore like depression like massive major depression and she's just trying to help him like cheer the fuck up but in the process of cheering him the fuck up she's like nah bro i'm gonna get you your shit back all right because she robbed you right because she took advantage of everything that you could do for her and then she basically said fuck yeah and she has a personal vendetta against the church because the church, when she was sickly and she needed help, they refused to help her. Like, now nah, you're too poor to even be here. So they're not even helping the masses. Like, it's it's such a problem. And so she's like, nah, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to get you your property back, your best selling property back. So she marches up to the motherfucking church all married because she just got married by a piece of paper you know how it is um she signed a marriage licensing she hops her ass in the cart she uses his family cart so they know like you know it is what it is when she shows up like nobody wants to believe that he is married no one's like mm, i don't think so so they go they have an investigation they figure out hey you know this is le- like legitimately legit whatever and she's like okay great now that you know um I want my property back. And she's, they're like, uh, we can't do that. Uh, she's like, well, let me talk to a higher priest because clearly it's not you. 
So <laughs> he goes gets the higher priest. And the higher priest basically is like, Oh, you know, congratulations on the marriage. I didn't know he happened like it happened, but uh, um we can't give it to you back. And she's like, Really? Like you can't? Well that's really funny because that was given to the saintist when Diana was the saint. But now she is the queen to be, basically like a princess. And um, technically, she didn't give you anything. She took it from the Marquise, my husband, right? And we want it back. And he's like, no, like, that's not going to happen. Like, we can't, like... It was her property at the time. She did what she wanted to and she donated it to us. He's like, oh, well, that's great. So you know what? I'm going to go to the newspapers and I'm going to let them know that you are in the pocket of the king and queen. And she already knows that the queen is very much disliked. Because um, after the events of the story, uh, Diana kind of loses herself as well in this new position. Like She's trying so hard to humble the elite and kind of... like shove her morals down everyone's throats and change things automatically without respect for like the classes and you know the things that they can do for each other or even even helping out the poor in general she's like absorbed in her own little world so she's like she already knows that a lot of the royals dislike diana and not necessarily because of her background but because of the bullshit that she pulls so and at this point because um, she's kind of new to being princess, it's because people dislike her in general. They don't think that she's very qualified or she's gone through the proper channels. So she already has a lot of political like enemies. So she like addresses it like, um, I'm going to snitch on you basically and I'm going to let them know that you're totally cool with Diana and her robbing the elites to give it to you when you're not even helping out the masses. Because why are there so many poor at your door that you keep turning them back? So, kind of faced with this dilemma, the freaking guy is like, ugh, fine, like, take it. But you've made an enemy of us. Like, I hope that you know that. And she's like, cool, cool, Leo. It is what it is. And so the first thing she does is as his wife, she gives him back the property. And that, to the butler, is like, yep, this is it. She's the one. 10 out of 10. She doesn't want money. She doesn't want riches. She wants to help. And she's actively helping. So 10 out of 10. This is what we needed. This is the kind of bad bitch energy you need to bring. And now she's ready to the scheming. She's like, okay, what's the next step? Okay, I got to turn her allies, her biggest allies and supporters against her. And I know how to do it. So she goes find her old friends, people who had helped her rise to the top to where she is. And basically befriended them herself. Befriended them herself. So, oh, it smells so good. I'm making like soup in the background. Mm lentil soup i love lentil soup sorry uh fun fact um so now my whole like apartment smells like lentil soup and i love that (laughs) anyways anyways so during this whole situation um she's like turning friends she's making her own new allies people who generally don't like her or don't like her uh changes that she's pulling and like the negative aspect that they're having because, like I said, there's been no real... She's just trying to force the elites to conform to the peasantry class. And isn't making the peasantry class any better. Like, it's the irony, right? 
um meanwhile living herself in luxury so (laughs) um so anyways um she kind of starts working with the friends she starts making allies of people who don't really like her and she starts kind of hearing the gossip and the tea and stuff like that and then she even ends up going to the royal palace to make herself known as his wife to the soon-to-be prince and diana The, the prince and princess basically so she happily skips her ass over there this time she's ready she got the marriage license she got the beautiful dress on she got like um the borrowed jewelry that she borrowed from the marquise which she asked for that was specifically made for diana but she was like hey like let me use it and him seeing kind of like yeah we're done anyway so take it whatever do what you do whatever you want to do with it so she's like, I got you. Don't worry. I got. I'll, I will get you out of this oppressive funk if it's the last thing I fucking do. So <laughs> she says, just work on your mental health, baby. Just mwah, pretty boy over there. And so she goes and basically starts a psychological war with the fucking Princess Diana in the background. <laughs> kind of taking them both the fuck back. And she's immediately disliked by like the both of them. But she doesn't care and she basically is like asking for an invitation to like the royal tea party. Which is kind of like an insult to Diana, to like the princess or whatever. But she eventually ends up getting it. I'm not going to spoil how because she's very manipulative and she's good. And so she uses um, Princess Diana's old friends to help her get ready. And uses her new allies to help her come up with a plan to help kind of humble the princess all in the background while trying to figure out a way to make the peasantry class better and make jobs that will help people be healthier and live happier and won't need to rely on the assistance of um divinely presence or like the church for um basic health so she decides hey what's the best way for me to do it is to make a soap company so that the poor can also have access to being clean and that'll also stop like a lot of diseases that happen and a lot of basic sicknesses and at this point our boy the marquis starts kind of making a bit of a recovery he's kind of really noticing like yo like she's a baddie like she got it and she's like refusing the money that he's giving her like as like a monthly allowance he's she's refusing it so he's like fuck it if you're gonna refuse it i'm gonna put it towards the business that you want because he's like all the things that you're doing for me like i notice it like i can see it like 10 out of 10 i love you not like i love you love you but like you know i really like what you're doing so i like who you are for me so they work together to kind of create the soap company and then another tea party happens but this time she takes it up a notch and everyone's already kind of upset because Princess Diana, she could never really make tea. And then instead of like the, the opulence or like the sophistication of what is expected into like basically the queen to be's tea party is missing. It's not there. It's not there at all. And you know, like, that's pissing off everybody so much so that it pisses off the prince's like basically nanny or like the the governess of the house and she's just like i'm tired of this i'm tired of you i'm gone all in the meantime diana is losing her powers and she's already been warned by um 
Hestia, which is our main girl. Uh, she's been warned that she's losing her powers, and she's told, you know, stay quiet by uh, Hestia. Like, just be quiet, you know? Um, but while she does that, she also warns the prince to be that Diana's powers are fading and that the king is becoming sicker and sicker with time. Yeah, she's she's playing the long game. She's playing the long haul. This creates a lot of distrust between the two of them. Um, and it also, like, comes true because she knows the future. And the reason that I think this is happening, and here's my idea why it's happening, is because she's losing a lot of that good faith and good intentions. I feel like she no longer has that. She's becoming much more selfish and corrupted as time moves on. And it's really gorgeous though. Honestly, it's a really good book and I'm just going to leave my <laughs> leave my commentary there. But as you can see, it's something so good. I've been loving reading it. Um, I'll come back later and I'll let you know about the other book that I'm reading. But uh, for now, I want to finish it. But for now, you can join me on reading this one. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for listening to my little review. Um, bye. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.